Welcome back to Cursed God. Last time our hero's ship was attacked in the dead of night. Who were these people that attacked? What will happen to our hero? Let's find out. We found ourselves on our captor's ship. We were forced to stand and watch as they ignited all the gunpowder in the swift wolf, destroying it. Unbelievably, the people who had captured us were Maelstrom's crew. You're all going to the brig until we figure out what to do with you, yelled the first mate. As I was led to the brig, I passed the great Maelstrom himself. Here I was, face to face with my mortal enemy, and all I could do was glare. So I glared with every ounce of energy I had, as if it would cause him to drop dead. He just looked at me. He seemed almost intrigued. They led us downstairs and straight to the iron cage that was the brig. Don't cause any trouble! And with that, we were locked in the brig on Maelstrom's ship. Fear not, lads, our captain, Smith, said. By the grace of God, we shall escape. God's never done nothing for me, I replied. If we want to get out of this, we have to act ourselves. Well, at the moment, with or without the grace of God, all we can do is sit here, said Reed. You might be sitting for a long time, a voice commented. We all looked over and saw a second cage that we hadn't noticed earlier. Inside it was five people, four men and one woman. One man looked more like a kid than a man. He was skinny but muscular, with white hair sticking straight up and some sort of goggles over his eyes. One man was huge, at least as big as three full-grown men. He was wearing cloth wraps around his entire body, his hands, his legs. His head was completely covered in cloth wraps. The only features you could make out were his eyes, which were green like the canopy of a jungle. The other two men and the woman were of average build, with the muscles that came from a hard life on the ocean. One man had dark skin and a bald head. He wore a gold ring in his right ear. He had golden eyes. The other man had short, scruffy black hair with tanned skin and hazel eyes. Both of those men were shirtless. The woman had long black hair and sea-blue eyes. She wore a white blouse and a red bandana over her hair and black pants. So how did you get captured? I asked. Same as you, ambushed in the middle of the night, replied the man with the earring. That's how this coward works. How long have you been here? Asked Captain Smith. A couple of months said the woman. Everyone else was sold into slavery. Everyone else was sold into slavery. We are still here because we keep giving the slavers too much trouble, said the kid with an evil glint in his eye. Where are you guys from? asked Reed. I could tell he didn't trust these strangers. Well, I broke out of prison after sailing with a pirate named Jack and stowed away on another pirate boat that happened to be attacked a week after setting sail. Oh, you're pirates, I said, and the mood in our cell dropped even more. <sighs> All right, what's your story? asked the girl. 
Everyone has some story that explains why they dislike pirates. What's yours? Maelstrom burnt down my town. I was the only survivor, I said, rolling my eyes. The kid shuddered. I've seen Maelstrom's handiwork before. It's disturbing how unhinged that man is. How many people died? 182 townsfolk, 50 pirates. Wow, that place must look like a war zone. More like a graveyard. I buried them all. My crew began looking at me with a combination of shock and respect. The kid was looking at me as if deciding if I was worthy of some great treasure. I just sat down with a scowl on my face. I'm so sorry, said the woman. Don't be, I spat. I don't need your sympathy. I need a way out of here so I can kill Maelstrom. The skinny pirate shared a knowing glance with the huge guy in the cloth wraps. I didn't have time to contemplate their conspiracy because at that moment, the guard opened the door, grabbed me, and dragged me off. They didn't even stand me up and escort me. They just dragged me around the ship. I couldn't even see where I was going. There was one person holding each of my arms and they were dragging me backwards. It was particularly painful when they were dragging me up the stairs. Suddenly I heard a door being kicked open and I was thrown into a room in a way that caused me to land flat on my face. I heard the door close behind me. I opened my eyes and saw a sword impaled in the floor inches from my face. I jerked back in surprise. After my initial shock, I took a moment to examine my surroundings. The room was full of pirate flags. The walls were covered with them, and many were hanging from the ceiling. I recognized some of them as ships that went missing, or were very well-known, vicious pirates. I grew nervous. Were these all pirates he defeated? I heard snoring. I stood up and saw a man lying on a couch, fast asleep. Upon closer inspection, I realized it was Maelstrom. Without any hesitation, or should I say without any forethought, I grabbed the sword in the floor and pulled it out. I stalked toward the sleeping man. Pretty soon I was standing over him. I finally had a chance to examine my enemy up close. He was average height. He was skinny but muscular, his large maroon overcoat adding bulk to his small frame. He had flaming red hair and a large bushy beard. He grunted and rolled over. He was now facing me. I had to act before he woke up. I raised the sword and prepared to stab it down through him and send it through his heart. As I was attacking, he moved with a speed I've never seen. His eyes opened and he had an evil grin on his face immediately. He rolled again towards the sofa with enough strength to tip the sofa and knock it over with him still on it. My sword struck the ground where the sofa had been moments before and Maelstrom was up and grinning like a crazy madman. I was dumbstruck. He had woken up, knocked over the sofa while lying on it with enough speed to dodge my attack. Though he just woke up, I saw no signs of grogginess on his face. Well, 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 he said. Look who it is! I was too stunned to speak.
My men wouldn't have thrown you in here while I was sleeping without good reason. I don't suppose you know why you're here. I only shook my head. Well, what is it then? The reason you hate me. I saw your eyes earlier. I finally found the ability to speak. You burned down my village, I stated. He laughed and said, You're gonna have to be more specific. What was the name of this place? St. Kitts. Oh! Now that is special. He eyed me up and down. So someone survived. I'll have to fix that now. I had no idea what he was talking about, but I was still at an advantage. He didn't have a sword, and I did. Even though he was awake, I could still be done with him. I tried a thrust. I should have realized when he dodged my first attack that I was horribly outclassed. He sidestepped and gently pushed my sword, sending it into another direction. He then grabbed my wrist and wrenched the sword from my hand before hitting me in the back of the neck with the butt of the sword. I fell to the floor, landing flat on my face once more. I rolled over and saw Maelstrom raising the sword to end my life. Nothing personal, he said. I can't allow anyone from that place to survive. I need to make sure my orders are carried out and that my enemy is extinguished. As he brought down his sword, the ship suddenly rocked violently and the sword impaled the ground near my face for the second time that day. What the hell is going on? shouted Maelstrom. Then everything went in slow motion. A massive iron hammer came shattering through the door. I covered my eyes from the splinters and debris. When I opened them again, I saw the person wielding the hammer was the giant pirate from the cage next to ours, still covered in cloth wraps. He looked straight at me and said, You better go back and get your friends, boy. We didn't have time. I realized what was happening. He was giving me a chance to escape with my crew. I ran out of the captain's quarters. The kid was fighting all of Maelstrom's crew with a speed I'd never seen before. Well, rather, he was fighting what was left of Maelstrom's crew, as many lay dead around the ship, their bodies broken and crushed. I figured that was the work of the hammer-wielding pirate. I ran below decks to the brig. I couldn't believe what I saw. There was a gaping hole in the bars of the cell that once held the pirates. The remaining pirates were sitting in the cell in shock, and so were the rest of my crew. I realized I had not actually grabbed the keys to the cell, and I would not risk nor have the time to go back when I didn't even know where they were. I looked around and saw a cannon fuse. Quickly, I ripped a piece of cloth from my shirt. Working fast, I filled the cloth with gunpowder from a nearby store and tied it into a pouch with string. I stuck the fuse into the pouch and stuffed the pouch into the keyhole of the cell. Stand back, I shouted. I lit the fuse and we all backed away as far from the cell door as we could. The fuse burned for a few seconds before exploding. It blew the lock to bits and the door swung open. I helped the people out of the cell before approaching the pirate's cell. What happened? I asked. The, the big pirate that was with us, started the woman. He grabbed the bars and 
bent them open. He just walked out. And the kid walked out right after him. The other pirate contributed. I was stunned for a moment. That one man could be strong enough to bend those bars was beyond me. Come on, we're getting out of here. I started ushering people out of the cell before looking at the pirates and saying, Are you coming or not? You mean you're going to let a bunch of pirates escape with you? Asked the woman sarcastically. You might as well. You're not going to get a better chance, I replied. Besides, it seems to me that neither of us fancies Maelstrom. That was enough to get them moving. I ushered them up and out of the brig and onto the main deck. The battle on the deck was still raging. Those two pirates were fighting all of Maelstrom's crew and those two pirates were winning. The giant pirate with the hammer moved to the main deck and had traded places with his counterpart. Now the giant was fighting the crew and the skinny fast one was fighting Maelstrom. I thought about helping, but my instinct told me I would get in the way. There were enough prisoners escaping to fill two lifeboats. While I was looking around, most of my crew had taken one lifeboat and the pirates were loading into the second one. I felt a bit disheartened that my crew left me behind, but Scruppers at least waited for me. Come on! he shouted. I ran towards the boat. They were still lowering it down, painstakingly slow. Forget about lowering it, just get in! Everybody filed in. I was about to act, but as I looked at the ensuing battle, I felt a twinge of guilt. Hey! I shouted at the kid. Are you coming or not? Just go. We know how to swim. We will catch up with you. He replied. My guilt told me to wait, but my instinct told me that he was telling the truth. Besides, if we waited much longer, we would have to worry about us as well as him. I cut the ropes holding the boat aloft. As we plummeted down toward the ocean, I heard the skinny pirates shout, Stirka! Let's go! Instantly, I saw the kid jump off the ship and hit the water. He climbed into the boat. Brace yourself, he said. My friend makes a big splash. As he said this, a large object blocked the sun for a moment. I ducked down and held onto the side of the boat as hard as I could. When the large pirate hit the water, he rocked the boat with the wave he made. Before I knew it, he was climbing in. Hey, if he gets in here, we're going to sink. Someone shouted. Are you going to argue with the big man with the hammers? I yelled. That seemed to have settled the matter. And he was in our boat. Somehow, miraculously, we were still floating. What are we going to do now? Called Reed from the other lifeboat. There was an island I saw in the distance. We make for that! I called back, pointing. But what if they follow us? Asked the woman. Oh, they will have a grand time of that, said the kid. Your cabin boy Reed had the idea to drop their anchor before we left. It'll take some time to hoist it and give chase. Right now our only concern is if... A booming noise cut him off, and a fast, heavy object hit the water next to us. As if they'll use the cannons, he finished. There were several more booms and several more splashes. Both boats began rowing madly away. I heard another boom, followed by someone immediately yelling, SHIT! I looked over in time to see Reed jump out of his lifeboat. An instant after that, a cannonball hit the lifeboat directly. 
The boat split into millions of pieces, and the bodies of my crew floated to surface. Only one of them, Reed, was alive. We pulled Reed into our boat and continued rowing. Another cannonball came flying towards us. I thought we were goners, but the giant pirate stood up and swung his hammer, striking the cannonball, which went soaring back towards the ship, hitting one of the cannons. That cannon must have been loaded because when the cannonball struck it, it caused a series of explosions. From that moment on, no more booms were heard, no more cannons fired. We continued on our way to the island. What will happen to our hero? Who are these mysterious new friends of his? Will our hero ever beat Maelstrom? Stay tuned to find out. <laughs>